0: Hey guys, welcome back. This episode's going to be taking you to Portugal.
1: Where you'll be offered drugs.
0: Eat unique, possibly heart attack inducing cuisines.
1: <laughs> Walk narrow streets.
0: Witness Harry Potter looking for school children <laughs> roam around. <laughs>
1: You're like, Harry, we didn't know you lived here in Portugal.
0: Witness Harry Potter looking school children roam around. Is that good? Yeah. Did you like it? Are we keeping that? Yeah. Good.
1: Drink port wine where it originated.
0: An experience, beach bums, bed bugs, and two different types of bomb dogs. All coming up. Yeah. Hi guys, welcome to the Beans Talk Podcast, where we talk about everything travel.
1: Sharing first-hand travel advice and getting to the bottom of real-life experiences in the hopes to inspire you to get out there yourself. Hey guys! Yeah! <laughs> hey, hey, hey! So hey there! <laughs> I hate starting off podcasts.
0: Welcome to Trail of Bean.
1: Hey, it's Beans Talk.
0: Welcome to Beans Talk. Fulfilling your deepest desire.
1: Yeah. I feel like my hat is like a floppy ball sack in the back. It's like falling down and now it's cupped that ball sack. <laughs> it's like a lunch lady hairnet. What is going on?
0: Are we ready then? Yeah. All right. What are we leaving? On? We're... In Santiago? Yeah. Did we leave? Mm-hmm. No, we We haven't left
1: yet. Yep, we're still there. Well, we're still in Santiago, but only for a couple days. We left Canute behind, and I think that was about the only one of our friends that was still there.
0: Yeah, everyone else had also left to go back home.
1: Mm -hmm. And we went and picked up the belongings that we had shipped to Santiago after realizing we couldn't carry that amount of weight.
0: Which was still in storage at Ivar's place.
1: So he's a pretty awesome guy that has a Camino forum online. And he allows pilgrims who need to ship items to him. Um, he'll have it in storage until they want to come pick it up for, I think, like 20 bucks. And that's it. Up to like 60 days. You can keep it there. Yeah, it's awesome. We used him a couple times, actually. Yeah. But yeah, so...
0: So we left.
1: We left. We were like, where do we go? Where what do we see?
0: And the idea we had in mind was somewhere cheap, which in Europe can be tricky depending on how you travel.
1: Western Europe at least.
0: Correct. So (laughs) yeah, we were looking for somewhere cheap as well as nearby would be a convenient factor as well. And Portugal fit both those descriptions, so...
1: That's true. We found a pretty cheap train down to Porto for, I think it was under tw- 20 euros I or something like that. I
0: don't have a clue. I don't remember. Okay. Probably. Well,
1: I do, and I say it's under 20 euros because I remember that. Well,
0: you're looking at me in question like you wanted confirmation, and I don't remember.
1: Just go along with what I say. Pretend you know everything. That sounds like me. Okay, good. Um, But yeah, so we jump aboard this train and we're heading south. And we had forgot that we had a joint left in, was it your backpack? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we had a little bit of weed left over from our... uh,
0: finished their experience.
1: Yes. And we're on the train. And Which
0: we've... we had forgotten about at first. We were more so in the mode of, uh, okay, let's get the train, let's get there. And... Totally.
1: Yeah, we just completely forgotten.
0: I want to say it was in like a, c- oh, it was in a cigarette pack. Yeah.
1: But it was in our bags and our bags were in the overhead. Uh, storage. Ca- storage.
0: On the train. Yeah,
1: and we're crossing a border, and we don't really know what the drug laws are in Portugal. No, and we knew that in Spain we had been told that it was pretty much decriminalized, but still not legal. So we Basically, were a little we
0: were crossing borders with unknown rules. Yeah, that, with you know, drugs, and, um... <laughs> we were
1: a little nervous. And
0: well, I wasn't nervous until the door opened.
1: Yeah, that's on true. the
0: train, and all of a sudden there's some officials of like cop. What is it like in, two or three of them, and yeah, then a in dog in
1: uniform and a dog, and we're like, oh shit, do we have anything?
0: <laughs> They're sniffing for drugs. Yeah, what the
1: fuck? We're gonna and then be busted. We're busting. like, oh
0: my god, there's a joint in my bag. Yeah, because luckily it was... the bag's up top and not down by our feet.
1: Yeah, so we were uh, pretty happy about that. I think we had to give up our passports because it was a border crossing. Yeah, they just checked, you know them and then they left and so they were on their way and we were pretty grateful that nothing happened then yeah
0: although come to find out later on i guess portugal has (laughs) is that what portugal that's how
1: we're gonna have to say it the rest of the show portugal
0: portugal has decriminalized pretty, drugs
1: pretty much the same kind of i think most uh, drugs actually so. yeah it's so like, more drugs than spain does i want
0: to say it's like all drugs <laughs> i could totally be wrong but, but it's, yeah uh, don't
1: fact check us they Let don't us care know. but yeah they really don't care so we were thinking that these were probably like bomb dogs or something yeah um but yeah so we we uh got to porto We got off the train, and we needed to find a cafe or somewhere to connect to Wi-Fi to find our hostel and where it was. Um, Immediately, we uh, were uncomfortable again because we can't speak to anybody. We don't know Portuguese. It
0: was a really big slap in the face of, oh, yeah, we're in a different country, (laughs) and we don't know a word of the language, Yeah, which was similar to how we felt in France. and We were like, oh, this is tricky. Yeah. Just talking to anyone, uh, getting any sort of information, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, yeah, we don't know this language.
1: Yeah, and just so you know, if you do travel to Portugal, don't speak Spanish to them. (laughs) I don't think they take very kindly to it because I think people do confuse it with Spanish. Um, There are some words that are similar, but most are not. (laughs) Because, I mean, when you think about it, Hello is hola, which is same in Spanish, but thank you is obrigado, and that sounds nothing like gracias. gracias. (laughs) So, yeah, just so you know, don't confuse the two.
0: Which even if you know the thank you where you know, it's uh, sometimes you even forget and you just say gracias. I think I even said gracias in like Asia before. (laughs)
1: I think you're I was like, right. What we're am like, I whoa, doing? what? Where, where am did that I? Come from? Um but anyway, so it was new, it was exciting. Um
0: It felt very different it, from Spain. It
1: did, it really did. Even though it was just, you know, a couple hours train ride, if that, you know. It was uh it was different. We were walking to our hostel. And good start. What? Nothing. You're a good start. I know. Mm-hmm. I think we had stopped into a convenience store just to, like, pick up some amenities. Is that the right word? Amenities?
0: Uh, what are you talking Yeah, just a n- little necessity things. Necessities. That's what yeah. I was trying
1: to say. So, necessities. Like, soap and toothpaste and all that shit. And, I needed
0: a new toothbrush. Yeah, yeah, and so... Just little shit.
1: Right away, re- we realized how affordable Portugal is.
0: It was a good, uh realization when we saw the prices for things yeah like, Ooh, this is nice
1: it was really nice especially if you're on a budget so um yeah. i <laughs> yeah. yeah um i saw a big bag of goji berries which was cheap it was like under two euro and how big a bag it was big like two handful or maybe three handfuls like big old <laughs> I think that that's pretty descriptive and they'll get the picture from that sound effect. Yeah, Um,
0: that sounds like a lot. But
1: no, goji berries are super expensive here in the States. So it was kind of nice to be like, whoa, I can get a gigantic bag of goji berries to snack on. (laughs) So
0: anyway. (laughs) Oh. Um, Yeah, we noticed pretty much also right out the gates that um, a lot of the sidewalks are made of these small, smooth white tiles yes like they've been there for forever either that or they've had a lot of traffic or both and they're just really smooth
1: so smooth
0: um it's like marble slippery they are slippery especially if it's wet and Um, you have a
1: gigantic backpack on so it was a little tricky especially that they have a lot of inclines
0: yeah A lot of Portugal, like the whole country, has these little cobblestone white tiles.
1: (laughs) They love their manual labor there, man. It's crazy.
0: They're small. They're only like three inch by three inch things.
1: Yeah, they're tiny little tiles.
0: But yeah, they are slick.
1: But it's cool. It's like a...
0: It's very unique to that country. It is very unique. You see that and you just think Portugal totally
1: but yeah so we were going uphill to our hostel
0: which was the super cool hostel in uh, porto
1: we had to wait to check in at the super cool hostel and we were getting kind of hungry so we decided to just jump across the street and visit a little cafe and get something to eat I go into the cafe to order something which I pretty much don't have too much of an idea of what's on the menu. I think it was all in Portuguese so I order something and I get it and it is basically a like what looks like an Oscar Mayer wiener on a plain white bun covered in cheese and what looks like spaghettio sauce. Like it's not a tomato sauce. It's not like a it looks similar to like a baked bean sauce, but without the beans, soaking the entire thing. Was it good? It was disgusting.
0: Awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, that was my first introduction to Portuguese food. So that was that. When we got back to the hostel, we checked in and we we were familiarizing ourselves with the hostel and the kitchen and the dorm rooms the showers and all that stuff because i think we had booked a handful of nights there
0: yeah it was like three to four nights Mm -hmm. at least
1: yeah and it was pretty cool they had free breakfast which was nice they did yeah they did how nice it was
0: sounds like a great place sounds super cool uh, we met this guy, Cameron, who was from Australia. I don't remember where, but he was talking about traveling, and we had kind of mentioned what we were doing and our plans, and that we were going to be going to Southeast Asia relatively soon. And he was talking that he had just been there recently, and he was super jealous and, oh, you'll love it, and was telling us all these stories and about how he got on this bus, and it was full of chickens, and he had no idea what was going on, and... It was just quite the experience and just relaying how he's uh, like, oh, I'm jealous. I wish I was you guys and I was going there and you're just saying how uh, we'll have a great time pretty much. Yeah,
1: Yeah. he was a nice guy. It was fun chatting with him. I was out in the courtyard and I think I was probably doing my daily routine of maybe catching up on some sort of form of social media or journaling or whatever um, having a cafe, which you, I think you can get in the little... Most places had these vending machines that you could put in a euro and get a pretty decent cup of coffee. I was Skyping with my mom... And I recall their seagulls being gigantic and very loud. And it was almost like it was hard to get past while talking to my mom over Skype.
0: There's also a lot of cats.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: A lot of stray street cats. Mm-hmm. Which you did see ones that were hit by cars as well, I remember.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: I remember you were like, mm. oh, I don't want to see that. Where
1: was it? Just in
0: the gutters in the streets. Oh. Mm not like all over but there was definitely a shit ton <laughs> i was of like castle. i don't
1: remember that oh that's sad but you know that's life in other places yeah. i guess um
0: but yeah then after we eventually you know got set up at the hostel and left to go check out the town we noticed that there was a lot of really cool uh detailed and ornate tile work on the outside of a bunch of buildings and it's in blue and white actually it's like white tiles with blue artwork um but it's all very detailed and it i mean it's normal size tile like four by four inch or so and it just covers the side of whole buildings
1: yeah Um, it's super ornate and really pretty
0: yeah really unique to portugal
1: So while we were wandering the city streets, we noticed that there are a lot of narrow alleyways and it was somewhat reminiscent of San Francisco, if you've been there. Um, They even had those trolleys that would go up and down the streets and it's very like quaint and compact, Uh, they had a lot of squares, and I'm putting that in quotations that you can't see. Because not all of them are just shaped like squares, but they're large courtyards, like yeah, like yeah. plazas or um
0: places to hang, and
1: totally, and like
0: people watch sightsee, it's usually a pretty scenic area,
1: yeah, hang with the birds, you know, It'd
0: be like a nice facade of some church or building of some sort or a statue, yeah. monument,
1: kick some pigeons, you yeah.
0: know, pigeons everywhere. <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, the while wandering into some of those narrow alleys, it almost had like a favela type of feel. Um, just
0: because of the narrowness of the alleys and how tall the buildings, or houses, or apartments, or whatever would go up, mm-hmm. um, it was very labyrinth like,
1: yeah. And it had all these tiers, so it was like all these different heights of buildings, yeah, that just kind of scaled this entire it almost sits on like a hill you know
0: oh it does yeah and it's what you'd imagine like people doing parkour doing roof to rooftop
1: totally jumps
0: and bounds and leaps and all that mm-hmm. but yeah it was a really cool vibe overall it's just really uh
1: really authentic just unique just fun to explore too. yeah really cool to just wander the streets lots of artwork you know on sides of buildings yeah, It felt and stuff. very
0: artistic and it did but, well, we did notice, um, I think we were just getting a coffee or lunch or something. And there was a bunch of kids, uh, like school kids in a you know large group, that were dressed in their school garb, which was very similar to how the Harry Potter kids would dress in like the black, almost cape capy gowns. Kippy gowns. Scapy
1: gowns. I'm owning it. They were. It was almost identical. You were kind of watching the Harry Potter school children in their robes and all. So it was...
0: I just wanted to be like, cool, what's your wand look like?
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Show me where Diagon Alley is.
0: Show me the way, child.
1: <laughs> Where's Hogwarts Express? I want to jump aboard.
0: Who's that little bitch Dobby?
1: Ew, Dobby the best don't call him a bitch
0: but apparently yeah the author what she taught there
1: jk rowling Rowling, Rowling. yeah
0: she taught there though right
1: i want to say she did yes
0: maybe that's well, a she, hard maybe
1: I'm, I'm trying to think i was i think she either went to school there or taught there and she based a lot of uh or i guess she had a lot of influences from portugal
0: yeah. I think specifically Porto. Yeah. Which would make sense for the Black Cloak kids.
1: Yes. I wanted to just go up and hang out with them. I felt like I knew them from the books. <laughs> it
0: almost felt kind of like Halloween and a bunch of kids were dressed up as little Hogwarts children. Totally. Yeah. But this was just everyday life. Yep. Life in Porto.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As a child. Yeah. As a tween. Going to school. <laughs> Just uh, We did a lot of wandering through Porto, and uh, we were just kind of going through alleyways, seeing where it would take us. There was a lot of potential for it to feel seedy. Yeah. And, I mean, it felt fine, but it wouldn't take much to be like, oh, wow, this doesn't feel good. Um, <laughs> where we did all- offer, Jesus Christ.
1: We offered people so many drugs.
0: <laughs> so we started dealing ourselves, because we were like, well, why not? I mean...
1: We're here. I just feel
0: like I have to.
1: Might as well. It's decriminalized. decriminalize. Let's just get a bunch of drugs and sell it.
0: Let's just flip some tricks. <laughs> no, but we did flip witness tricks. a uh, a drug deal of some sort. We definitely got offered uh, drugs quite a bit. You did. I did. Yeah. Why me?
1: Well, here's the thing. You have noticeable features that people can point to and and approach you about. One, your beard. Two, your tattoos. So what happened was that drug dealers or I must whoever. must be an addict. No, it's not that. It's just that they can approach you easily or more easily than others and say, oh, dude, I really like your beard. Or, hey, oh, those tattoos are awesome. Sparking up a conversation that then leads to them saying, oh, yeah, and do you want to buy some blow? And then they'll pester you and pester you. Until you buy their drugs. Or that's what they think.
0: That's their goal. (laughs) Exactly. I did not purchase drugs.
1: But they were pretty persistent.
0: They like won't take no for an answer and they just... You almost have to get, like, upset and be like, get the fuck out of here, you know?
1: Yeah, which I did a couple times, yeah. if you remember. No, I, was I like, remember. Well, you're too nice, and you were like, no, yeah, let me talk to you. Mm- Maybe, uh, let me think, <laughs> gee,
0: wow, Coke sounds great right now. Maybe I do want some weed, you're right. I'm such a nice guy. I can't say no, here, take my money.
1: I'm saying. That's so me. Not that. Mm. I don't know what that just was, but Carl does not... You don't like confrontation, do you?
0: I'm fine. I'm fine now.
1: But at that point in our travels, how were you?
0: Uh, I apparently wasn't fed up with it yet.
1: Yeah, I guess <laughs> To the that's point true. of
0: being like, no, you need to fuck off or I'm going to get upset and we're going to have a problem. Yeah. Yeah, at this point, I don't know why I was... I don't know. I think all the years of me working in customer service and being a people pleaser and having to be like, just this goes smoothly. And no, you know what? Let's not do that. Mm -hmm. That I've had my brain trained that way kind of led me up to these confrontations until eventually later on, I was just sick of it. And you're like, no, what? These people need, I don't know.
1: They get told I'm, no so many times, too. Yeah. And if they're, if they're talking to somebody and there isn't that kind of like, no, I'm not interested. How about you fuck off?
0: Just a firm fuck uh, no. Exactly.
1: Then they're just going to keep bugging you. And that yeah. happened probably a few times where it was just like, no, dude, get the fuck out of here.
0: But we're living and learning, friends. Totally. Lessons learned. Things were taught.
1: Yeah. It was, I mean, that was pretty nice, though, to... Be able to experience that uh, that early on, I think, in the travels.
0: Yeah, I mean, because there was a a lot of that in Asia, which we'll get to later. But and that's where I really acquired like the firm, get the fuck out of here. To where, I mean, we were shooing away people left and right.
1: Well, that's yeah. Well, yeah. Th- those instances were not only the like, hey, I want to sell you something. I might be pickpocketing you behind like your back, or scamming you, or scamming or... you in some sort of way. So, it uh, it was a good, you know, kind of introductory lesson to learn as far as being pretty firm with no i don't want this or
0: yeah the life of travel
1: totally and you wouldn't know it until you get out there and find it out for yourself but we were kind of in search of some of the local cuisines there in portugal and one of the things that came up Uh, in our research was a francisena and what it was we were not entirely sure but we were told that we had to eat it while we were in porto so we sought out the local restaurant where it had maybe the best reviews we used
0: yelp a lot which for the most part, was pretty on point with uh, reviews because it just gets, yeah, like locals or travelers reviews on whether a place is good or not. Yeah, so. it's
1: nice because it has, you can just type in the type of food you're looking for or where where you're at. Some countries don't have it, but I right. think most do. And yeah, we used Yelp a lot. But we did seek out a restaurant that was known for their Sennas. And we go in there, we had ran into a couple gals that we already met in Paris. When we were staying with Sam and Laurence, they took us to where their friend, who was a DJ, was playing at a pub. And we had met them, and it just so happened that where we had gone to eat the Francesena.
0: They had walked in, and they we just... were sitting there, and we were like, holy shit, <laughs> those are the gals from Paris.
1: Yeah, it was so weird. Just totally a small world kind of moment, and we went up to them, and we're just like, hey, what's up? And they remembered us and just asked how our, you know, walk along the Camino had gone, because I remember we told them about that, and it was just really cool bumping into them again. So I ordered a sausage that um, I had heard of because we carried it at the pizza place that I used to work at, but it's linguisa, And so I had that sausage with some fries on the side and he had the francisena. I saw one on a plate and I was like, holy shit, there's no way I can eat that whole thing. So I let Carl order it. Do you want to describe the what francisena? What
0: is a francisena? <laughs> let me break this down. Okay, so you have your plate. And it's basically a layered, multi-layered sandwich. And it's got two square pieces of bread and in between is like a layer of ham, a layer of cheese, a layer of sausage patty, a layer of cheese, another layer of ham. And this repeats itself a few times until you get to the top layer of bread at which point they put on an egg on top and then they surround that by cheese and then they cover the whole thing in this like gravy like sauce and sprinkle french fries around the plate and it's all a big soggy
1: heart attack
0: yeah <laughs> it's uh
1: it's crazy I think after eating it, you said that you felt your heart, like, slow down or skip a beat or something. You were just like, oh, my God. It's so heavy. You remember how you felt after eating it?
0: Not good. <laughs> I didn't feel great. No. But I, I don't know. I wanted to try it because I heard sure. all this, oh, mm-hmm. you have to try this. And I was like, all right, I'll try it.
1: Yeah, sure. We'll give it a go. I mean,
0: it looks good. It's I don't know. Some places it doesn't look good. but True. It's a very intimidating-looking meal. Totally.
1: Um, One of the other days, we went in search of another very uh, traditional, I guess, local food that uh, Carl found on Yelp. And it was a very well-known chicken restaurant, (laughs) which is kind of weird. You don't think like, oh, Portugal, yeah, their food's got to be chicken, you know. But there was this one restaurant that Carl found, and...
0: It sounded good. All the photos looked good. Mm -hmm. It was like, we have to try this. And a bunch of other people's reviews are like, you can't miss it. If you ever go to Porto, you got to try this place.
1: And I remember we had gone looking for it and couldn't find it.
0: it. Okay. I mean, the whole downtown central area of porto is like a labyrinth it is and the grid is set up to where it's not just you know straight streets it's like these little alleyways that are super hard to see and find and they all dart off and curve and bend in various different ways it's like a big ant colony
1: yeah so
0: um, so it's really it can be difficult to find a place at least for the level of our skill set for following certain maps at this point it's easy to just get turned around and...
1: And I think at this point, I was just ready to give up, but Carl was like, no, I'll find it. Let me just go run around for a minute and you can stay here. So he left me... I was determined. He was very determined. And I just wanted to chill for a bit because I had... Jaboy wanted had... chicken. <laughs> Jaboy. I do <laughs> So I just wanted to chill, sit and chill, and you left me in this courtyard area or one of those squares that was at the steps of a tall church. I remember just sitting on the wall there and I think I was having a cigarette and maybe a cup of coffee and a guy had come up and asked me to roll in one and I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. But uh, I remember it was in this plaza or square where there was just a shit ton of old people hanging out and they were like, I don't know, it was like super lively and people were playing chess or they were just hanging out and... It seemed
0: like a place that uh, old locals that have been born and raised there, just went there their whole life, and they were like, oh, well, let's go here every evening for the rest of our lives.
1: Totally, and it just had such a cool vibe to it. They're like
0: kids running and playing around, and it's a really lively little spot. There's a trolley that goes right through the center of Mm -hmm. it and bends and goes through.
1: And we had seen a... Uh, like a I think it was a pretty high room that was in this building just off to the side where a bunch of people were dancing and just having like
0: yeah the windows were all open party and uh, you could just hear like this record player going with this like old type of music and there was just a bunch of these older couples just dancing up there there was like a it almost seemed like a dance studio it looked really open and there was a ton there was probably like at least a dozen couples and they were all just having a good time just listening to music Swinging around and dancing up, stop, and
1: yeah, it was pretty cool dancing up, stop,
0: up top. I was oh. gonna say upstairs, but I went uh, up, stop. I was like, What's
1: up, stop? Up I thought stop. you were it was like a certain old dance move,
0: yeah. they were doing the up, stop, the up, stop, hop. <laughs> I don't know, uh,
1: anyways. But, yeah, I just remembered it was a pretty vivid memory. And
0: and it's nice when you get to somewhere like that and it doesn't feel like it's just a bunch of tourists.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, you feel it's like, like,
0: oh, these people are definitely locals. Yeah. And this is definitely a cool hang spot.
1: Yeah, it just kind of made it feel like. Versus
0: like a Disneyland type of plaza where it's totally. like, who oh, the fuck
1: are all these? Yeah, exactly. But it just, it made it feel like the people in that area enjoyed kind of just the fruits of life. Yeah, Like they were, like, they weren't worrying about a whole bunch of stuff. Maybe they were like gossiping and stuff. But it was like total, it, it just had that local kind of down-to-earth, like chill vibe.
0: Definitely chill. Yeah, it was really cool.
1: But yeah, we did some more exploring and we walked to one of their local beaches there.
0: Yeah, we knew that it was coastal and we asked the people at our hostel if there's any good beach beaches around and they were saying, oh yeah, if you actually head out to this road, it goes straight out it goes for a while because it was like three kilometers or something yeah it was quite a ways but you know so they obviously didn't know that we had just tackled almost 600 miles they're like it's a long way you might want to get a cab <laughs> we're, we're like, like no we can probably walk it it's all good but this road that goes straight towards the beach and um yeah so we had one morning where we walked out and checked out the beach and it's pretty large um mm-hmm.
1: it was really windy it or... was
0: really windy, which is dangerous in a sense especially if you're bald what oh because um it felt nice because you're like oh it's pretty warm up but the breeze feels nice mm-hmm. however sunburn kicks in later on you're like holy shit my head is fucking torched <laughs> and um <laughs> if you are bald and you've ever had a scalp burn from the sun it's uh, no joke pretty painful one but yeah it was at marosinos Beach, if I'm pronouncing that right.
1: Matasinos. Matasinos.
0: But I noticed there's a lot of beach bums. And I'm not talking like the hubbo beach bums.
1: Carl was checking out the ladies. The
0: bare bottom bitches. Ew! (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, it's just a lot of uh, like thong stuff going
0: on. Not as uh, revealing as what I've heard of uh, like Brazil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just a lot of like thongs mm-hmm. around. I was like, oh, there's a lot of bottoms.
1: A lot of booties.
0: A lot of tan butts.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we once we had checked out the beach, we kept wandering. And we found ourselves strolling along the Douro River. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. De Duro. I hope the duo. Sure. And this was where I got sunburnt. Um, because I think we,
0: like on your body, my back. Oh, your back.
1: Like the backs of my arms and the back of my neck and uh, yeah, the backs of my legs. Even even though we were all tanned up from the, it was yeah, it was dangerous sun there. We were why. moving
0: south in the world.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: We're getting <laughs> closer to the equator.
1: And we might have just been walking to where the sun was hitting a different side of us <laughs> that it yeah. hadn't been hitting before. The other
0: side, not the left side. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I remember there was a lot of bridges, and it was yeah, really you, cool. It just gave you a different perspective of the city.
0: You can even take, like, a river boat cruise, and mm-hmm. it goes under all these bridges, I think which I like, is really good.
1: I think they were port wine-like tours.
0: I thought it was just like a bridge tour. I know our friends, uh, Jen and Brett from uh, Australia, said they did it. And they said it was really good.
1: Yeah, because they had gone there right before we did. Mm -hmm. And there's tours that you can do with, I think, like speedboats all along this river. And they treat you to some port wine because it is specific to that region.
0: It's where it originated. Yeah. Which is why it's Porto and Port. Wine.
1: Uh, but along the river, there was a big festival going on with... Uh, it was like Slash carnival. Like fair. Yeah, or fair or carnival-like. There were a lot of rides and like different booths with like prizes. Like carny games and Yeah, so. carny games. And I think we had stopped off at a... Uh, one of the food vendors like a and, food truck yeah and they had a, like a hot dog that they said was really we saw someone eating it and it just looked really looked, good yeah and so we each tried one and there was so much shit on this hot dog
0: it was loaded it
1: was crazy yeah and they had these little crunchy like uh, fries on the top on us they weren't even like fries they were like little straws like little crunchy straws
0: crunchy curly straws Mm. almost like onion but they didn't taste like onion they just had a good i don't know flavor good crunch
1: and there's no way that you could eat this thing without getting just completely covered in toppings
0: especially with a beard
1: oh yeah that was gross probably for you worth it
0: (laughs) we'll do it again
1: yeah but they even served these like almost big gulp looking things of sangria too yeah which was delicious
0: yeah but we just hung out it was uh, about the evening or afternoon and just riverside is a really cool spot to hang
1: there are a lot of people,
0: especially just with this around. fair festival thing going on. But it's cool, it just with cool. um the view in this scenic area. There's just a bunch of boats around with uh, barrels of port wine in them, and along the riverside is just a bunch of houses that are. It's very. Uh, it's almost I don't know like San Francisco in a sense. Yeah. Because it's very steep hills. It's and it's just like over centuries these places have uh, you know battled for real estate on this like prime area for this river viewpoint. Yeah, it's like a bunch of stacked little teeny tiny houses and Yeah, it's really cool.
1: I mean you can just wander for hours checking out stuff. Yeah. And on this side of the river were where there were a lot of port wine uh, wineries I guess, or distilleries. I don't know if you'd call them distilleries, but uh, we toured one, which was the Caves Ferreira. Ferrera. Ferrera.
0: Ferrera. Ferrera. Something. It's a Ferrari. It's yeah. a twin turbo. <laughs> I don't know. Uh,
1: anyways, so we know we're not pronouncing that correct. So it was 250 years old, and they've been producing wine in that region since then. Uh, it was. So, like, port wine is a fortified wine, which I think they serve. Either for dessert or with dessert because it's a little bit sweeter. Um, but the tour was all like underground and in like caves. It in felt like, like.
0: naturally tempt rooms that just, yeah, the rooms were naturally tempted um, that way.
1: Yeah, the barrels that they like housed this wine in were huge. It was awesome. But we highly recommend you taking one of those tours. Yeah. They're pretty affordable, I would say. Otherwise, yeah. we probably wouldn't have taken them. <laughs> De- definitely go check a it out. I'm
0: fan of port wine, but it was just a cool tour anyway.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean, and they give you samples at the end of the tour, yeah. so and they were pretty tasty. I'm not yeah, a huge not a sweet wine <laughs> fan, but... Uh, it's
0: very different than your standard, typical wine, but...
1: So after Porto, we were trying to figure out where to head, and we just wanted to keep going south because it was cheap, and we hopped on another train to get to Lisbon. But we had to take the train that took you from inner city to another train still in Porto that would take you to Lisbon. However, we noticed that while connecting on that train we were gonna only have about one or two minutes to get to the next platform to catch the second train it was gonna be tight and we only figured this out while on the train there i was getting fucking stressed because i didn't want to miss the next train since we had already booked the tickets
0: so, as our stop was coming up, we were, like, getting our shit together and, like, getting right to the door. So, when the doors opened, we could jam to the next train because we were, like, okay, well, where? I don't, I don't know how we didn't. I think it was just figuring it out as we went with the yeah, we uh, train travel. And you're, like, oh, well, we'll just get this and it'll connect to that. But you're, like, oh, shit, we only have, like, minutes to get on the next one or we're going to miss it. We were waiting at the doors. We figured out which platform we had to get to. hmm Just all the information in our head, so when we, when the doors open, we could book it to get onto the next train without getting left behind.
1: We didn't know which platform it was. We had to look at the screen right out. Yeah, (laughs) we didn't even know what platform it was. That's right. So we like got off the train, looked at the screen real quick, found out which platform it was, and we booked it. And we were hauling ass with these huge packs, and I was afraid we were gonna miss it. But literally, like we caught it at the last couple seconds we jumped aboard and then the doors closed it was was like holy shit
0: it couldn't have been tighter no
1: we were huffing and puffing too so we were used to walking but we weren't used to running
0: nor do we like running with big packs
1: or running at all
0: (laughs) yeah we're not runners people (laughs) we're not
1: runners we're walkers but yeah that was quite the experience and got the blood pumping but right out the gates in Lisbon, we are walking from the train to our hostel, and Carl gets offered drugs again.
0: And it was just, a mean, you can see, you, like, lock eyes with these people, and they just, like, beeline it for you like a fucking zombie or something.
1: I do not lock eyes. I completely ghost them.
0: Yeah, I don't know, it's... <laughs> If if they get a second of like eye lock, (laughs) then they just go straight for you, and you know what they're gonna do, and what.
1: That's why they say, "Hey man, nice beard, nice tattoos."
0: Do you want some weed? Here, hold it. (laughs) Look at it. Smell it. It smells great, doesn't it? Buy it.
1: You want want some crack?
0: Hundred euros. Good God. Um,
1: was that how much it was?
0: The one guy that was selling blow was like, "Yeah, hundred euros," and I was like, "Get the fuck (laughs) out of here!" I, who has just. That money to dish out anyway. <laughs> I'll give you 20. No, it didn't happen, but. Um, At least yeah. there. <laughs> there was a lot of confrontations on uh, people, trying people trying to sell you drugs. Man.
1: Drugs.
0: People trying to say drugs, man, is why I make a living.
1: Anyways, um, so yeah, we kind of had uh, brushed them off and started heading out to our hostel again. Uh, uphill, again. With with those
0: same slippery white little tiles.
1: Slippy, slippy. So that was a little tricky. Um, We had ended up staying at a hostel called the Independente. Um, But we walked upstairs, and they gave you several key cards, or maybe there was just one key card, but it opened several little doors to get up to your hostel room. Or level. Or level. And... It was three-tiered bunks, which we hadn't experienced before, and they felt slightly dangerous.
0: Yeah, they were, I mean, it wasn't like, they were roomy, too, was the thing. So, I had the top bunk, so the third bed on the top, and it was tall. Very tall. Yeah, I'm glad they had, like, uh, side railings, because if you fell off that, you'd fucking die.
1: Yeah, it was like 15 feet up, or even... yeah. yeah it was yeah. crazy
0: yeah you could not just like jump off the side no. of the bunk you're like well we gotta but i uh... almost needed an elevator <laughs> that would have been awesome
1: no you didn't
0: no it was tall
1: though <laughs> these rooms in particular had the uh it was very open and airy but that allowed for mosquitoes to get in and i remember getting eaten alive
0: yeah and my bunk uh, also had bed bugs, so it was uh, double the fun. I had mosquito bites and bed bug bites. So, Yay. Uh...
1: but yeah, so we wanted to explore more of Lisbon, and there were a lot of cool trees, like giant trees that just scattered the city, and uh, a lot of cool parks. So we had stopped off into several parks to. Enjoy nature inside this big metropolis. That was pretty cool.
0: So while we had gone around uh, Portugal, as well as Spain, to different eateries or restaurants or whatever, uh, we had noticed that service from the waitresses or waiters...
1: Sucked.
0: Sucks. <laughs> uh, it probably has a lot to do with that tipping isn't customary Yeah. in these countries. Yeah. So, if you ask for anything extra, I mean, if you need, like, salt, or, like, you're like, oh, can I get some ketchup with these dry-ass fries, (laughs) or anything, it's just met with a very uh, apparent eye roll. I don't know if "Uh." it's, like, the locals just don't use it, or if it's, like, I have to do something else for you, you fucking picky eater. I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, we both worked in the food industry, and sometimes it does feel like that you're just like ugh, what else do you need oh my god i have like 10 other tables why are you asking me this but But you you don't (laughs) usually we
0: meet that suggestion because you're going to be earning a tip or you know exactly because you're like like... okay
1: well i'll be nice to you because you might give me my wage that i need to survive (laughs) But they might be paid decent over there, enough to where they're like, ah, I can just be. They just
0: want to throw your plate and get the fuck out of your face. (laughs) And you want more water? That sucks.
1: And I mean, we're totally generalizing because it wasn't like this every single place that you went, but uh, we didn't notice quite a distinct difference than where where we're coming from in the states, because waitresses depend, waiters and waitresses depend on that wage here to live.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, more of an income than the hourly wage, usually.
1: Totally. Oh. Yeah, so just uh, note it for when you do travel there. You don't have to tip. Some, I mean, when they bring you your change and you have less than a euro or something, or maybe like a euro left in change you can leave that at the table and it's acceptable but you don't have to
0: which is weird because in the states it's like a slap in the face
1: it's totally a slap like, in the face oh do i
0: need this 30 cents oh, thanks thanks I'm so glad much my service dick. was appreciated
1: yeah great Now you probably need this more than but i but
0: there do. it's like yeah you just leave the change and that's i don't know it's weird it is really weird. and it's different in every country that was usually one of the first things we would check when going to a different country yeah. was how was the tipping uh, handled some place. Like, Cause I mean, in some places too, it's like offensive to tip.
1: Totally. And it's weird. It's just something good to know when you're going somewhere, find out how to say hello, thank you. And what the tip is. How much. How much to tip or if not to tip.
0: Yeah. Basic yeah. words. And then, uh, tipping. But, anywho, speaking of food and restaurants,
1: <laughs> yeah, we, went we
0: were in the mood for sushi. We were coastal again. Sush. Uh, so we were like, we have to eat some sort of something from the ocean.
1: And Carl had yelped a all-you-can-eat sushi restaurant. So we went there and enjoyed a nice bottle of wine, as well as maybe 10 rolls of sushi.
0: <laughs> it was all-you-could-eat. It was crazy. Uh, Super good. I came hungry. Yeah. And I left in pain. On the verge of pain.
1: (laughs) Which is hard to do with sushi. We had also wandered and found a really cool, unique, uh, almost like American-themed bar.
0: But like 50s or 60s style. Yeah.
1: It wasn't like nowadays. Who the hell would theme an American bar? Like, ooh, your most recent, like, pop hits. There's some good stuff. Some, yeah, I guess. But upon doing
0: research, we, oh no, we did find where it was. It took a while to find out where this pub was located on the map, but it's.
1: We can't find um, its name. I have no idea what its name is. We may never be able to find this place again. It's a secret. It is a total secret, and we're not going to tell you where it is. (laughs) It's ours.
0: But we had gone back here a few times just because we liked it. It had a good feel to it. It was kind of divey. The prices were right. The beer was good. You could smoke inside. It was in a good spot. Yeah, you could smoke inside, which was funny because we were smoking... And, um, so we were just inside and then we were like, oh, I feel like we need some fresh air. Let's go outside for a cigarette. You remember that? Yeah. Where we, uh, but we were sitting like right a... next
1: to an open window,
0: but we had gone, I remember I went out front cause That's I was like, true. I just need to go outside for a smoke. There's <laughs> something about like smoking indoors and outdoors that is vastly different. That's true.
1: Very true. <laughs> Um, But we did end up going on a little scavenger hunt for a pho restaurant.
0: We were all about the food. Yeah. Apparently. We were seeking out, I think, Yelp, I don't know, we were like striking gold and we're like, what else can we eat (laughs) that's really good and cheap?
1: Where do we go? What food?
0: Restaurants are cheap here. Let's go to the next one.
1: Yeah. So we had found, after kind of wandering these crazy alleys and I think entering what felt like the... It was like a Middle Eastern district, kind of.
0: Yeah, we were in search of pho. Uh...
1: Mm-hmm. And so as we're wandering these streets, it's weird because you kind of get like a different flavor for each part of town.
0: Oh, it felt way different. Yeah,
1: it felt totally different. Like we had wandered into a different country almost. It yeah. was really cool.
0: And it did have some sketchy sort of feeling areas, too. Where, there were some. I don't know. It's just like a vibe or like energy of a place.
1: Yeah, you got to kind of be on guard, you know. You don't know what what's coming around every corner and you kind of have to feel it out and use your best judgment for where you feel your safe. Your surroundings. Yeah, totally. Use yeah. your gut. Um but we had met up with Celine who we had met and stayed with in Paris, I think one of the first couple days. Uh, But she was studying in Portugal, so she wanted to meet up with us. And we were able to hang out with her and a couple of her friends for a whole day, pretty much, just wandering around the city. She was showing us some of her favorite places to go.
0: Yeah, we basically met them in uh, downtown Lisbon, just like a main area of Lisbon.
1: We met her at a McDonald's.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, they had Wi-Fi there. They did. Yeah, we took the train out of town and went to this... uh,
1: we were just chilling. It was and... like a
0: little oasis. Yeah, almost, it was because there was a lot of like industrialized sort of feel, and then it had Not this the little...
1: bar itself. Huh? Not the bar. No,
0: but like the area.
1: Yeah, the area. The area so... felt
0: like that, but then the bar was like this little oasis, nature nugget. <laughs> it's like a little <laughs> bar, and had like all these trees, and it was surrounded by like vines that were growing over this patio area, and yeah.
1: But like outside of that bar there was like freeway and kind of desolation. I think it was out near the airport. Yeah. So it was weird. It was just a very uh it was like a vast contrast of surrounding area and then this little like you said oasis kind of. Oh. So wandering through Lisbon, we're still in search of some good foods and There's just
0: restaurants everywhere.
1: Seriously. They they like to eat, which is at first I was kind of scared as far as cuisine went, local cuisine. But once you find the good seafood restaurants, you're like, oh, okay. This is going to be good. Because we had one experience that was just like, oh, butter. That was that was when you had the weird plate of, I don't know what the fuck it was. It looked like Chinese food. Shaved skins. Shaved skins. And I had like this delicious like... Grilled fish meal. It was awesome. But Carl started his long, 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 I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> he st- <laughs> it was the beginning of his long obsession in search of Mexican food.
0: The never ending crave of Mexican food. Mm hmm. Uh, Which lasted the duration of the trip, but this was the start where I was like, I want some tacos. (laughs) And I want them now. I want them good.
1: It was like tacos
0: or burritos or enchiladas or something. Something Mexican. And uh, it started pretty much now, but it didn't stop.
1: Nope. And so we had... Constant craving. (laughs) And some to our downfall. Yeah,
0: not everywhere here at all. Especially
1: in Southeast Asia, don't go looking for Mexican food there.
0: There are some good spots, but there's a lot of uh,
1: not so good strikeouts. I got fucking sick on one of them. So yeah, we found a place near the. It's like a Golden Gate like bridge.
0: It's called the 25th of April Bridge. Um, it looks very similar to the Golden Gate. It's red, very prominent structure um and it was a brand new restaurant i think it had opened like that week Mm -hmm. but uh we got some tacos there and they were phenomenal delish yeah it's a good find but Um,
1: um we had left that area and i think we had just we must have been doing a lot of walking that day or we still had some plans and we had taken a taxi to a really uh, pretty big park i think it was maybe like a botanical gardens again they love their parks here in lisbon it was pretty cool. cool we ran into a bunch of them but there was this one and we had found this gigantic tree in the middle of this park and this was where i wanted to place another one of the crystals actually um the crystal for portugal So I had just found a nook in this tree because it just looked like a collaboration of a bunch of vines that made up this trunk. And so I placed it in there where, you know, it probably just fell into the center of the tree. looked like a fairy could fly out at any moment. But um, after that, we had kind of started leaving and it felt like there was a dozen of people that just like flocked to the tree all of a sudden, which was pretty cool. So we left that park, and we we went home.
0: That was um... <laughs> we left. That we was it.
1: That was done. Thanks for listening. Yep. Uh, but no, we were we were looking to where our next move was gonna be, where we wanted to go after Lisbon. Yeah. Cause... What's
0: next? I think the idea was we were gonna make our way to Morocco. Mm-hmm. But the further and further south we went, it kept getting hotter and hotter, and yeah. we were like, "I am, I'm ready for some cooler weather. What about if we go the opposite direction? For sure, we and getting... we were both because this is where traveling was uh, very unscripted, yeah, and uh, spontaneous. To where I was like, "Well, where can we we can go anywhere?
1: Yeah, where? Where do you want to go
0: now? And it's yeah. um, well, what if we totally change our whole direction? And since we don't have anything booked, there's nothing planned, and let's go here.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: versus coming closer to the equator and getting burnt up, uh,
1: because it was towards the end of summer, we decided to head north to London.
0: Yeah, we were gonna go to the UK. Yeah. So, um, but we were st- we still had uh, I think a couple of days left in Lisbon, and we were hanging out at this uh, the little plaza or courtyard area outside of the hostel
1: oh yeah it was like a little park
0: and there's you know benches and people selling things and people hanging out and whatever um and this guy had come up to me was like hey do you know where i can get some weed i'm looking for a joint <laughs> and i was like go figure i have a joint and i'm looking to get rid of it so <laughs> i just i was just like here you go take it this is
1: it was perfect
0: Uh, Yeah, very uh, serendipitous.
1: Mm -hmm, Because we didn't want to travel with that anymore, and especially if we're getting on an airplane.
0: Yeah, you know, we're not big smokers anymore, so... uh, Mm -mm. uh, He was pretty grateful, though. He was pretty stoked. I was like, you know what, that's perfect. It's even rolled for you. Here you go, take it. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Easy peasy. Spark it up. Yeah, but I think uh, airfare was pretty cheap. To head to the UK from Lisbon.
0: We uh we left the hostel early because we had to check out. And so we were roaming around Lisbon with our packs and shit. And so while it was hot and sweaty, we also had our packs on, which didn't help. And we were hanging out at that bar we found. Just, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and we were there like the whole fucking day mm-hmm. having a few beers and waiting until we had to make our way to the airport. But, we took um, a
1: late night. Train to the airport,
0: yeah, which we had to be careful too because sometimes your flight can be late, but sometimes the trains don't run that late, and you're like, Oh, well, now you have to get a cab. And oh, by the way, you have totally. to go now because the trains are more direct
1: mm-hmm. where a cab
0: can take longer, so it was a lot of uh figuring that out too because the trains do stop running at a certain time, yeah. And I think we were taking like at this point the last running train, yeah. so we had to be sure, you know, make sure to catch it.
1: So be aware of what times the train runs. But anyways, we headed to the airport and we had a pretty um, long time that we had to wait. So we just slept. We found a little corner. Yeah, kind of.
0: We found a little nook, unrolled our sleeping pads and basically just laid down behind where people would check in to get their tickets.
1: Yeah, I might have slept for like an hour or two. I
0: was like sticky, sweaty, gross. I felt disgusting. <laughs> and because of that, I, I I felt so gross I couldn't even sleep. Yeah,
1: oh, that sucks.
0: But we lied there for a while. So that was our experience with Portugal. I noticed there was too, uh, a lot of similarities between Portugal and California. Um, I think a big part of it was that uh, Portugal, like California, takes up a lot of the western coast. Porto is um, in the north, and it's very similar to SF. And then uh, it's more kind of artsy and creative. There's trolleys. It's a bit more grimy. There's a bunch of narrow alleys. There's lots of hills. Um, just a lot of similarities with San Francisco. And then if you go south. The Golden
1: Gaty Bridge.
0: does in Lisbon.
1: I never mind.
0: Edit that. (laughs) Cut that. And then, you know, obviously south of San Francisco is L.A., where it was a lot like Lisbon, where it was bigger, kind of more of a sprawling city. It was a lot more touristy feeling as well, um, and a lot more shopping, a lot more shopper-oriented, where uh, there are lots of little... Shops. Like, (laughs) but... Like nice shops, yeah. you know, where it's like it's
1: a little more upscale,
0: decadent clothing and paid $250 for a blouse sort of shit. Anyway, a lot of similarities between you know, Portugal and California. So if you're from California and you're like, oh, we should visit somewhere and travel somewhere foreign, but we don't want to really leave home that far, you could go there and be like, oh, it's kind of like home, but different. Go to Portugal, it's very underrated and it's one of our favorite countries.
1: Don't go to Portugal. There's nothing to see. It's not cool. It's not fun at all. It's really kind of stupid.
0: Correction. (laughs) Keep it a secret. Don't go there. Don't tell your friends about it. Stay the fuck out.
1: No, we love Portugal. So, yeah. yeah. If you ever want to travel to an awesome country in Europe that's cheap and affordable and really unique, yeah. It's also
0: Europe's oldest country, I recently found out. Yeah. Pretty cool. Because we
1: migrated over from Africa.
0: Little fun fact.
1: People. So, what you will be in store for next week.
0: Is the bloody UK.
1: Yeah.
0: Great Britain.
1: (laughs) And Ireland.
0: We might get to that.
1: We will get to that
0: in the next episode.
1: Yeah, we're only in London for like a few days, and then we head right over to Ireland.
0: And then we go to Ireland.
1: Thank you, because <laughs> I can't do the rest. We
0: hop the water to Ireland
1: <laughs> and have points of Guinness. We're sorry for Glenn. anybody from Ireland who's listening to this. I'm really but trying that's my like, best. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I can't. I'm not even attempting because it'll be just absolute rubbish. But yeah, stay tuned next week. We love week. Ireland. For uh, London and Ireland and back to London again and then off to somewhere else. We're not going to tell you that now. You have to stay tuned to find out. Thanks for joining us, you guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you have an awesome day.
0: We hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Bye. Bye, bye, bye.
0: If you liked what you heard, subscribe to our podcast.
1: If you feel inclined, leave us a comment or review. Tell someone you know who might enjoy to have a listen and feel free to share on your choice of social media.
0: If you want to know more about us or see any photos of our travels, you can check out our website at trailofbeans.com.
1: We also have a Facebook page where you can follow us on our upcoming adventures and get updates along the way, which can be found by searching, at symbol, The Bean Trail.
0: We'll be back next week. Same beans?
1: Same pod. Cast. (laughs) I don't know.